Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here, reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. At Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Abear, joined by SEC record holder for now and QB1, Aaron Murray. Uh, Aaron, what's up, man? How are we feeling today? Uh, hopefully record holder for a lot longer than uh, the next two years if Will Rogers does, does play well in this new offense. So hopefully we can keep that going. But doing well. Happy Tuesday? I was Wednesday? randomly looking it up today. What is today? Uh, today is Wednesday. Today is. Um, Wednesday. I know it's it's a bit weirder when we're not live. Yeah. We apologize that yes. again. I, I'm going to be in California all next week, so probably not going to be live. Then should be back to live after that. So thank you to everyone who's uh, sticking with the show, listen on demand. Um, we're at 75 reviews. I saw on the Apple iTunes store. So if you want to drop a review, mm-hmm. help the boys get to 100, that would be awesome. Rating review is always a great way to. Help grow the show. And you can sub the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at volume snaps, where everything gets put up there as well. And uh, tell your friends, your family, your girlfriends, uh, the people at the bar, maybe the people at the library that you're hanging out with about your favorite college football podcast snaps. Um, Damn it. I had something that, oh, I looked up the SEC records today, Aaron. And I'm not feeling great about your yardage record, unfortunately. What is it? Um, How far am I up right now on him? How what? What do you? The, I mean, do you do you actually want to know? I would. I would like to know. Yes. 
Okay, uh, so Aaron Murray threw for 13,166 yards. Pretty sexy in four years, Aaron. Uh, yeah. Nice job. Um, right now, Will Rogers is at 10,689. So we're about 2,600 yards away. That is... um. Mm, not good. That's not ideal. Not good. That's, we need this new pro style off- offense at, at at Mississippi State to be. That's the problem. You need them to be style. very bad. You need they, them to be very bad, bad at and this very point. pro style. Yeah, like like yeah. almost like a Kentucky style offense from last year, where it's we want to play slow, not at tempo, snap the ball under five seconds, and and just keep handing it off. Um, but anyway, listen, listen. Listen, I will. I'm fine with the completions. I'm fine with the yardages. I just need him to stay away from the touchdowns. Like that's the one I take most pride in. So if he can just stay away from the touchdowns, I'll be happy. Uh, all right, let's check on that. By the way, uh, Will Rogers, and, and so this is his fourth year. So if he breaks him this year, it's legitimate. But Will Rogers in 2021 threw for 4,700 yards. Are you surprised? Oh my when they God. 60 yes. times a no, game. No, because look, last year he 60? threw for 3,900, which is still impressive, but this man threw, threw for almost 5,000 yards in a single college football season. All right, Aaron, it looks like you have 121 touchdowns. You and Danny Warfel, the only quarterbacks ever to break the century mark for their career. Hell yeah. Good job, dude. Right. And then uh, Peyton Manning in fourth. Uh, Will Rogers has 82 he generally throws around 35 touchdowns. That would still leave him short yeah. if this is his last year in he college. He needs two years. He needs two years, which he does have two years, which well, is why maybe I always not. say, yeah. Because this which is a more I'm pro-style like, like, system. And if he does well in a more pro-style system, it probably doesn't behoove him to come back for another year of college. Why waste yeah. another year when you go ahead and start plying your NFL trade if he proves that he can do it I'm under center? Be, yeah, I'm hoping uh, Will Rogers throws like, 30 touchdowns, four interceptions, 2,300 yards, and gets the fuck out of Mississippi State. That That is you, what I'm looking forward to. You, you know who doesn't get enough respect considering he's a national champion quarterback? Chris Leak is fourth yeah. all-time in the SEC in passing yards and fifth in touchdowns. And nobody thinks about him. And, like, Drew Locke's up there. But, like, you remember Drew Locke doing that, right? Like, I just remember everybody always hating Chris Leak and thinking that he sucked. As he was like winning all these games and playing well, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, it's really Tebow, and he's the future." Like he got overshadowed by Tebow, even when Tebow was a was a freshman and wasn't the main quarterback on the team. This Crazy. is why the boy, our boy, the mailman, Stetson Bennett, uh, needs Carson Beck to have a below average season, and I don't think it's going to happen. But like, what happens to the story of Stetson Bennett if Carson this year goes and throws forty touchdowns? Wins and Addies in New York. Does that diminish the mailman's uh, accomplishments? Does it diminish no. the chances of 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 getting a statue at that point? No. Uh, maybe diminishes the chances of getting a statue. That 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 is fair. But uh, no, the mailman's legacy is set, dude. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you Georgia fans still think he sucks, and he's like not up to snuff for y'all because your heads are so incredibly inflated that I'm surprised that uh, you can still get erections considering all the blood that must be rushing up there 24-7. But Stetson Bennett, again, I mean, we just can't say it enough, was incredible against the good teams, MVPs in all the playoffs and championships, put some fucking respect on his name, and let's Carson Beck. Hey, Aaron, how about this? Let Carson Beck prove a single thing before you go ahead and crown that man. Nope. Uh, let, nope. let him prove just one thing. Nope. 
I'm trying to yeah. win some money over here. I need him to ball out. Um. All right. Let's. Okay. So on the topics today, we're going to touch on a little Pac-12 again. This time, maybe put it um uh up against uh the ACC because when you look we'll, we'll get into it uh what does Ohio State need to do this season uh and is it simply just beat Michigan uh we got a new NIL law which we're not going to spend very long on but it's worth mentioning because it is kind of one of the biggest time relevant stories in college football right now and then a uh, little bomb threat news as well also uh may talk little aliens we'll see if we have time aaron has a hard out today uh okay let's dive in to this pac-12 conversation i've seen this floating around in the ether bit and it's this question of will the pac-12 cannibalize itself and that is a conversation that's certainly interesting and and i'm willing to explore on uh but but i think there's almost one that emerges from that conversation when i feel very confident in saying the big 10 will get a playoff team the sec We'll get a playoff team. I also feel pretty damn confident that either the Big Ten or the SEC will get a second playoff team. So all of a sudden, you have three conferences with one spot remaining. I'm not really, I think the Big 12 is going to be very fun this year because, again, everybody relative to one another is really close talent wise. And the teams that should be overwhelmingly good just aren't in Oklahoma, Texas, right? But I don't think anybody's going to be able to emerge with the Big 12. So it comes down to one spot, Pac 12, ACC. Aaron, who do you believe is more likely to make the playoff? Wow. Uh, if, if if all's even, are you saying we like even record? Are we ranking the conferences here? No, just no, no, like no, who, no. That's who, a different conversation. Make it up? If okay. you go even record, say, it should be the Pac-12. But we it, can it should get 100% into that be the Pac-12. Well, I think that the question should be also even record. I'll throw three teams out there, and this is we'll, we'll sidebar this for after, but just a little teaser. Clemson, one loss. Texas, one loss. USC, one loss. Who gets in? I think that's an interesting conversation too, along with this. But who gets in from your original question of the Pac-12 or ACC this year? Like who can actually make it to the top? Who's not going to beat each other up? I would say ACC. I would say it's more of a likely scenario that Clemson goes 12-1. and uh, I'm still more of a believer that Florida State's going to be the team in that conference to actually win the ACC and have a chance to go to the playoffs. I would say Florida State more likely to go 12-1 and this year win the ACC, get in, then USC going through their gauntlet or Washington State or Washington or or Oregon getting only a one loss in, in the Pac-12 and making it um, and then having to go win the Pac-12 championship on top of that. So I, I like the ACC. And honestly, honestly, if, if we want to even throw three conferences in there, I like Texas more than all three of them to be able to go 12-1. and one. I think they have an easier path to make it. I mean, who has an easier path when it comes to just town on the roster who is an easier path to get through? You talk about the Big 12 being fun. We know Texas is more talented. I would say Texas has the easier path to get to a 12 and 1 with a conference championship than a USC. No way. Than a Clemson, the, Big 12 or than a is, State. the Big 12 is, I don't care how good you think Texas is, the Big 12 is significantly better than the ACC top to bottom. Uh, I mean, significant. I would take TCU over every ACC team, not named TCU Clemson. Takes the drop. I think TCU uh, takes the drop. Not this that year. much it of a drop, dude. Yeah, They've done a very a good job of replacing talent. Uh, I think I think TCU's better than anybody not named Clemson or Florida State. Uh, I would definitely take Kansas State over anybody not named Clemson or Florida State. Like, no, 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 no. The 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 path for Texas to go 12-1 is not easier. And not, not even getting into the fact that you just seem to be ignoring that that's not what Texas does. 
It's not what they've ever done. It's not what Sark has ever done. Like, like uh, the 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 ceiling is ten and two regular season for Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, like I told you yesterday, uh, after talking to some people, I feel more confident than ever I'm more, in my the, Texas the one, takes. The, one, this, this, the question has to become somehow you steered you? it back to Texas. You've been hanging out with Brumley for I too know, long, uh, way too long. I think I think that the question really becomes you know. You look at Florida State, so I I'm still a believer, and you can you can you can call me wrong here and say that you think Clemson's going to win the ACC. I think Florida State's going to win the ACC. The problem with Florida State is they play LSU week one. I think LSU wins that game. So now all of a sudden, for Florida State, you have to go. You have to win the next twelve games in a row. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, all margin of error is eliminated. Eliminated. Um. So I think that's the hard part for me because I think they I think they do take care of business first Clemson. I think they do end up winning the championship. But I don't know if they can. I don't know if they survive twelve straight wins after losing to to LSU. Now, if they beat LSU, then I feel really good about the situation. But I think Florida State's a team to me is good enough to make the playoffs. I just think the margin of error goes down. Obviously, when you lose Week One to LSU, so I think they're going to be a. Um, so you're calling uh, Texas in that logic? Then you're calling Texas beating Alabama. Because otherwise, they're going to have the exact same situation where they lose yeah, to Alabama. They they're suddenly going to have to run the table in a conference that they never, ever, ever run the table. I in. guess you're similar. Yeah, both of them have early, early losses that could hurt them. I would say you're seeing it now. I think Texas. You? I think Texas can beat Alabama. I, I just, yeah, for sure I was on can. the radio show this morning. I just, everyone is just sucking Alabama's dick. I just don't. Feel it this year, man. Like I, think I feel the a, same way about you. I Texas, just so don't continue. feel it. I know you do about Texas. <laughs> I think Texas can go in there and win it. Uh, I think it's more likely that Texas beats Alabama than than Florida State beats Clem- or LSU. I think LSU is just that good this year. I'm I'm sipping the LSU Kool Aid. Um, I think the Pac-12 is just too hard. I do. I, I I think those teams. I think the Pac-12. There's there's five or six really good teams that on any given day can beat each other. And it's not like one has to have an amazing day to do it. I still think USC is the better of all of them, but I, I just think that it's going to be it's going to be an exciting. I think the Pac-12 is more exciting than your Big Twelve it, th- this year when it comes yeah, to I would, games. I would, no, I, 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 I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Hopefully, we can watch the games. But um, yeah. no, I mean, look, I I after doing our Pac-12 quarterback rankings yesterday, which if you missed it, I'd go back and listen to it. Like you will immediately recognize just how frisky this conference is. I mean, by far the best collection of talent, the best position. And like we said yesterday, even the teams that don't have settled quarterback races like UCLA, Arizona State, Stanford, uh, maybe save for Cal, they all have like genius, exciting offensive minds. I mean, I just saw the headline right before we started the show, so I couldn't dive into the article. Uh, Kenny Dillingham, the new quarterback whisperer. Like, okay, here's a Pac-12 question. How worried, Aaron, are you? Uh, give me the quarterback perspective. How worried should we be about Bo Nix post-Dillingham? Because Bo Nix's best football in his career, his freshman year, and this last year have all come when he's been up when he's been paired up with Ken Dillingham. Look at somebody like Michael Penix Jr. When was Penix Jr. great at Indiana? When he had mm-hmm. Kalen DeBoer, sure. when was he not? When they were gone, when he get great again, when Kalen DeBoer came back. So all of a sudden, uh, yeah, we've seen uh, Bo Nix be incredible, but no more Kenny Dillingham. Yeah, but I will defend Bo Nix again in the sense of, to me, yes, the, the 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 relationship between an OC and a quarterback is pivotal. You know, I was fortunate enough to have a, a OC for four years. So like we knew each other well. 
Bobo knew what I liked. I knew what he liked. Like there was that that relationship that that just made everything so much easier come game days. Bo Nix was was I thought played really well his last season at Oregon or excuse me at Auburn. It wasn't a Bo okay. Nix issue. It wasn't an offensive issue. It wasn't a a coordinator issue. It was a we don't have talent around Bo Nix issue. That's that's it. Go watch the games. He played really well. He just had to improvise a lot. He had to use his leg 24-7. I remember calling the game versus Georgia, and he's driving the ball up and down the field. Ball goes through Shanker's hands, the tight end. First possession should have been a touchdown. Third quarter, ball goes right through the receiver's hands on a, on a dig route from left to right. That should have been a first down to keep the game somewhat close before Georgia kind of ran away with it. Like It was a, we don't have players around Bo Nix issue, so will there be a drop-off because of a new coordinator? Maybe a little bit. But I still am a believer of I've seen enough good football Bo Nix with or without his coordinator to know that this kid's gonna have a special season. What's the most annoying thing that happened as a quarterback? Just like somebody fucks up a protection or somebody drops a touchdown or somebody tips a ball and then it gets picked. Like an offensive player. Ta- or or a receiver gets tackled at the one yard line. That 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 always a pisses me off oh too. man because like, then dude, you lose get your ass in the end zone. <laughs> Just get it's one yard, man. I mean, it's like I understand like blitz pickup sometimes, you know, half time it's the quarterback fucks up, you know, office, like there, but like you have one yard to go. You're telling me you can't figure out a way to get in the damn end zone with one yard to go. Uh, my old man used to always talk about how he felt like uh, balls that hit the receiver's hands and pop up and get picked should not count as uh, as interceptions. Uh, it should be like an error, like in baseball or something. All right. Uh, OK, so look, to sum up the, this Pac-12 ACC thing, I think we're of the same mind. Um, if you're a betting man, I think you bet on the ACC because there's yes. so much good in the Pac-12 that it feels like they do cannibalize themselves. But at the end of the year, if you're telling me I have a one-loss Big 12 champion, uh, a or let's start with this. If I have a one-loss ACC champ and a one-loss Pac-12 champ, I'm absolutely giving the nod to the, Pac-12. To the Pac-12 champion. Yes. If there's one-loss Big 12 and one lost Pac-12. Well, Pac-12. Then maybe. Pac-12. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, but then, but but also then maybe the SEC and the Big Ten don't get two oh, different yeah. teams in. Like I would not put, I would not put a one loss you Ohio can't. State or Michigan over a conference champion no. that went through that gauntlet. No. So so that would actually be very exciting because then I would see SEC champ, Big Ten champ, and then two other conferences, which is kind of the dream. I, I don't know yeah. if we've if we had have we had a four conference playoff. When Washington, maybe, maybe uh, that's a good question. Actually, we should we've look that up. We've had one. We definitely uh, have. I mean, they, they, we definitely, yeah, we definitely have. have. Yeah. Are we, are we well, sure? If you, count Notre, if you count Notre Dame, we've definitely had multiple conferences represented. Yeah. Well, four conference that doesn't have two. Four. Yeah. yeah I'm the saying, fir- I'm the saying, first yeah. one was four because it okay. was. Yep. Yeah. So we've had time a few times. Okay. Cool. Okay. I, um, I, well, let's just let's agree this. If, if I think everyone in the country can can jump on this, all these conferences are good enough. That if your conference champion has a one loss, they're in. Yes, unless you would end up with five, and then the ACC would get left out. Like the if you ACC had five one loss champions, yes. yeah, yes, yes. Uh, but yes, I agree. That that's a good point, Aaron. Nobody's going to get jumped this year. No one's getting uh, jumped because of because of how good the the all everybody is. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, 
San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, okay, let's zero in then on a team with playoff expectations every year, and that's Ohio State. The Athletic had a very interesting article where they did an Ohio State fan survey, and they polled over 1,000 Buckeye fans and asked them um, some key questions. It appears that voter com- or investor confidence remains high with the Buckeyes. Over 50% of responders expect Ohio State to go 12-0. and It's not an unreasonable expectation whatsoever. And uh, kind of the bottom line is, Aaron, all they say is beat Michigan. You know, that, that is that it, that is all that matters. And it, it's kind of funny. I don't know. Like, is there another parallel 
to the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry and all of college sports, not in its intensity or other things like that, because absolutely there's great rivalries throughout the country, but is there another parallel in terms of the two teams have reached such a point that the rest of their conference is kind of trivial and it literally just comes down to that only game? I, I don't know that I can find something like it anywhere else. No, I, I don't think you can. I think it, they are the kings of the mountain and and – and it has been like that forever, though. I mean, Ohio State has run it, and now all of a sudden Michigan's finally caught up and has won the last two. So I, I am I am fascinated by that article, though, of, of the sense of the, the polling of it just beat Michigan and it's a, a successful season. Because yeah. let's not forget, they were a field goal away. They were an injury away from winning the national championship last year. I think Ohio State versus TCU, I don't know if it would have been the same outcome of like 65 to 7, probably like, 50 to 21. I mean, they would Ohio have beat State's the winning that TCU. game. I, I think we can Ohio feel State's comfortable winning. in saying that. Ohio State's, they were that close from Marvin Harrison Jr. not getting knocked out or or making a field goal at yeah. the end of the game from winning a national championship. And you can't tell me if, if you were a fan at the end of that game, at the end of, if they did beat TCU and you would say, was this a successful season? 100% of fans would have said yes. Yeah. 100% for sure. of fans would have said yes. But like, they did. I don't, I don't buy into that. Oh, it just beat Michigan and we're happy. No, it's 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 if 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 it if it, what we just talked about if 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 there's a two loss Pac-12, a two loss Big uh, Big Twelve, and Ohio State loses to Michigan but gets into the playoffs and ends up winning a national championship, we're talking about Ryan Day being an incredible Ohio State coach. We're talking about you know, do we give Ryan yeah. Day an extension? So His legacy not, is immediately made. I mean, he'll get an extension. Yes. He's like forty-five and six or something. So um, I get you want to beat your rival. I get you want to win the conference. This is still you win a natty and and all is all is all, you could lose to Michigan for the next five years, but if you win a natty two times in that span, no one's questioning you as a head coach. I agree. So I mean, I guess if 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 Michigan if, if Ohio State fans to be completely honest, they would say beat Michigan in successful season or win a national championship. But it is clearly unsuccessful if you lose to Michigan and fail to win a national championship, which is what they did last year. And, and those are, it's a high bar because I mean, what they finished 11 and two, I suppose, right? 11 and one regular season. And then a barely playoff loss to Georgia. but Hey man, that's the expectation. That's the breaks. That's what Ryan day has set there. And now you look at this year, Michigan looking to win their third big title, big 10 title in a row. First time since 1992. And they look like they have all the advantages. Uh, The game's going to be back in Ann Arbor. They have all the returning players. Ohio State's working a new quarterback. Ohio State's got offensive line concerns. The survey had O-line problems as uh, the biggest concern on the entire team after they lose three starters, including All-American. Still don't have your starting center, right tackle. And then you don't even know who your quarterback's going to be. Uh, What can you tell me about Kyle McCord, Aaron? It seems like that's who uh, Ohio State fans expect to win that job. Yeah. I think I think that's the guy. I mean, the guy, the, the only one on the roster with playing experience came in there. Yeah. I think a couple of years ago, played really well. Big kid, great arm, and and when you look the way this offense is built, you want a kid that can push the ball vertically down the field, and that's what he can do. Accurate with a good arm. Uh, when you got Marvin Harrison Jr. a backup, a, a Buka back, you know you want to get those guys the ball in their hands. I mean, it's the best receiving core in America. So give me the quarterback that has experience that I trust with accuracy. And, and can take care of the football, and I think that's going to be him. I mean, the, the, I'm not worried about this offense. You and I have talked about it enough. This offense yeah. is going to be elite. They sure. got the running backs. They got the receivers. The offense line will figure itself out, and I do think they have enough talented, enough quarterback who doesn't need to be a first-rounder to make it work. They they are they are in a good spot. 
Defensively is where they got to get better. They got better when it came to points per game last year given up besides two games. They got crushed by Michigan. They got crushed by Georgia. They got to get better in the secondary when it comes to stopping the pass. I mean, for goodness sake, J.J. McCarthy, who was abysmal throwing the football last year, made him look like a JV football team. Yeah. Same thing with, with, with Georgia and their passing attack. They they made some improvements. That is, that is also though built. Is that a bit built to the weakness in the trenches though? Because one of the reasons why they were susceptible yep. to JJ McCarthy is they were terrified of getting pushed around by Michigan's offensive line, and Everyone's so because of that, they start committing push around. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, but then so then you're so I mean, but if you're not good enough on your front seven, then you're forced to commit more to the box, and that's when JJ McCarthy was able to beat you over the top with like single high man coverage. I don't know if there's a defense that that maybe a a couple. I, I give Michigan crap for the offensive line this year and win the Joe, Joe Moorhead Award, but it was a really good offensive line. It was a very good offensive line with a a, a a a running back that would have been in New York if he didn't get hurt, and a running quarterback that was run first. So there's there wasn't a team that was going to face Michigan last year that wasn't going to say, okay, the majority of this game we're going to have to commit a safety into this box. So yeah, Ohio State's front needs to be better. To to maybe put Ohio State in situations where or or excuse me to put Michigan in situations where you know it's 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 third and long, yeah. But I I would still say that the 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 bigger issues are going to be secondary for Ohio State getting better. I'll say this major point real quick: Michigan will win the game this year, but Ohio State in the brand of football that Ohio State plays gives them a better chance to win a national championship, not just this like last year. Not no, this just year. like last not year. This yes. year. Not this year. Not this year. Because this is going to be this is going to be the peak football, Michigan. I get. I get. I know where you're getting at. No, I just don't agree. I just peak don't agree. Michigan still doesn't have the athletes or the explosiveness to beat a Georgia. Doesn't have the athletes or explosiveness to beat LSU or or Alabama. They're mm. the poor man's version of Georgia and Alabama. Hard disagree. I think they're yeah. a rich man's nope. version of uh, yeah. Georgia and they're Alabama a poor this man's year. Version of them. Nope. Um. Okay. So Why? real quick what, on the NIL you front, the you think uh, th- they were the te- turning everybody? And they had two thousand yard rushers last year: Donovan Edwards and uh, Blake Corum. Where Donovan Edwards averaged seven yards a carry. What What is beat Georgia? What is What is given Georgia the biggest issues the past year? Alabama. Yeah, but we had all these the same conversations about Ohio why State Michigan throwing the ball. We had all these same conversations though about why Michigan would never pass up Ohio State, and they did. So let's say they can't pass up Georgia. They added the beat UJ period. And you know me, I'm not as sold on Georgia as all y'all are. I get it. Let's let's crown him. You want to crown him? Why even play the fucking season, Aaron? We'll just I don't know. let you and your friends no bark idea. at each other's face, just and then you can take home a third peak. national title. How about that? I'm with it. Let's go. Let's let's fuck. It's been 80 years. Let's for move on and then get a new one. Yeah, let's go. Uh, real quick in the NIL, you put front. Michigan's brand of football on <laughs> on the same field as Georgia's brand of football. They're getting their ass beat. Ohio State's different. Not this man. year. You Not need, this year. You need offense beats defense, man. In today's game, offense beats defense. And not old school offense. You need the new school offense to beat an elite defense, which they're going to have to face to win a championship. Spoken like somebody with a fresh ass Tampa Bay fade. Okay. You're that that's the that you, that that fade loves spread football. No appreciation yep. for how the big boys do it up north. Unbelievable. Um, I'm just jealous. Your hair does look great. And you're obviously stunningly good looking. Um, okay, new NIL law really quick. So I know you're on a hard out here. Uh, Tommy Tupperville and Joe Manchin. 
Uh, one former coach, one former player, a couple of centers now. <laughs> Still crazy to me that Tuberville's center. Um, proposed a new bill called the Pass Act of 2023. Uh, I'm going to run through this very quickly because I think NIL conversations are boring. Here are the highlights. Uh, this bill would ensure an equal playing field by prohibiting NIL from being used as inducement. Uh, it would also require a national registry of boosters, collectives, et cetera. Uh, it gives student athletes some great um, health insurance coverage after they're done playing. The bigger the school, the more protection they have to provide. Um, it established protections for student athletes beyond the playing field. Um, you know, education on financial literacy, uh, having agents need to have the requirement of like getting accredited and stuff. So like if you want to be an NFL agent, you have to get accredited by the NFLPA, right? It'd be the same type deal. Um it would also strengthen oversight and enforcement of NIL activities and ban some things from being advertised like tobacco and whatnot. It would uh, establish national standards for NIL activities, so no more state law to state law. And uh, interestingly snuck in there is a new transfer rule. They would basically be getting rid of the transfer portal. It would be uh, students would not be allowed to transfer without at least three years uh, at their current school and that's like barring like a dev so it's kind of be going back to the old system here's the deal uh this is kind of much ado about nothing to me for a couple of reasons uh, i know people are trying to push this hard because a lot of people have vested interest in pushing it but there's been about a dozen of these bills none of them has gotten past the first step of the legislative process but more so than anything aaron no pay for play sounds good how do you do it how do you I, I, legally I, 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 how do you yeah. legally codify when advertising crosses over into pay for play? It's really easy to say, look, we're gonna stop pay for play and it's not allowed. But guess what? That's what all the state laws say right now. You know what I'm saying? Like every state law says it right now, and it doesn't mean anything. I think the more interesting thing, and 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 this is something different from your article, but it does touch on the NIL, was more of what I read today where they're working. There's a n- numerous collectives right now that actually have sat down with SEC officials and NCAA officials and are proposing a revenue split with the universities. And the the big issue with that is of oh, okay, if, if if a player gets paid revenue split from these major TV deals, are they going to be classified as as a uh, worker of the university? Well, what the yeah. collectives are proposing is the money will pass through the collectives at each university. So the student doesn't become an employee of the university. The student is just benefiting from the the collectives getting paid, the collectives taking the money and then paying the student athletes from there. So still trying to to find the workaround. Still to me, separate conversations. What does it have to do with a local business owner wanting to advertise with the player? It has nothing to do with it. I'm just saying, like, this is just NIL. Like, to me, no, look, no, I'm, that's bored. A fight. I'm bored with the other conversation. Like, I am with you. Like, I don't think people give a shit about this kid getting paid by the local mom and pop. I do think the next evolution of NIL is this discussion of can you take money from these massive TV contracts yeah. and work it into a way that these student athletes get paid? No, to be clear, that's a fight that's going to have to be had as well. Like all of this yes. is just a putting off of the players getting their hands in the TV revenue because like that's kind of the genius of NIL and why I don't understand why the NCAA just isn't kind of more accepting of it is the genius is players are being paid and you're not having to do it. Whereas pretty soon here, schools may have to start giving up some of their money. Um, You want to hear the dumbest uh, crime I've ever heard of? One of the all-time dumbest? Uh, Kansas offensive lineman Joe Krause was arrested Monday. 
He was charged with, quote, aggravated criminal threat causing terror evacuation or disruption as uh, it looks like Joe allegedly called in a bomb threat against the Kansas football facility. Why I say this is the dumbest crime I've ever heard of. I cannot fathom like it, it, it could not have been hard for the police to track this down because the only people who care about Kansas football enough to call in a bomb threat on the, on the building are, are going to be people who have been like directly affiliated with the program. Right. So already you're working with a way, way smaller pool of guys. And I don't know Joe's exact story. He appeared at two games in 2022. Hasn't appeared or 2020, excuse me, hasn't appeared a game in the last two years. Uh, but it would appear that um, he was terribly upset. And so he tried to threaten a football program that nearly no one cares about except for me because I love Jalen Daniels. Wild. What a world. Completely wild. Wild. Um, Go Jayhawks. Yeah, rock chalk, baby. Kansas can't be good good this year. Dude, if Jalen Kansas sneaky pick to win the Big 12 with Jalen Daniels. Okay. How about that? How about that, Aaron Murray? See, you can't even wrap your head. You can't even wrap your head around that. Because you're so obsessed with Burnt Orange and Boomer I am Sooner. so obsessed. I am. Uh, you you can't you can't even get there. Uh, your 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 little small smooth brain can't. Lance Leipold, baby, let's go. Return the whole offense. Got your quarterback. I mean, he's won a lot of championships. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and on Why his not? resume. Why not? Um, Aaron, do you believe in aliens? No. Not at all. Like in the no, entire universe as we know it, you don't think there's any other form of life out there? No, I do. I do. I'm kidding. I do. What about yes. intelligent life? Yes. Okay. Better question then, because I would I'd agree with you. Mathematically, it feels like it has to be, right? Do you believe we've made contact with aliens? No. I don't think I do. But I'm pretty intrigued by what's going on in Capitol Hill right now. Uh, unfortunately, we're kind of out of time today. So we're going to have to touch on this. Um, a bit later in the week, which would be tomorrow because that's our last show for the week. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Hit the like button. Help the boys get to 2K, y'all. Um, so you know, obviously, they're going to get juiced up a bit, I think, when we get back live. But yeah, hit the like button, sub to the channel, um, share it with your friends. Again, uh, we're getting up there on reviews on Apple and Spotify as well. Every time you review, you help out the show and you can be honest about it. You know, um, if you don't like it, that's, that's cool. I get it. But, uh, if you do like it, you know, leave a good review, good comment. Um, we'll, when we hit a hundred, we can go through, pick out our favorites. Um, and a huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas, Papa Colin and the volume for having us here and allowing us to have so much fun doing this every day. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of snaps. Um, and, uh, go check out, Gran Turismo. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Video game player turned into a real race car driver. Shout out Jan Martinburg. I really did not know why in the hell they would make a Gran Turismo movie until I learned about that story. Pretty badass, Jan. Shout out to. Um, we'll see you later on a new episode of Saps. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.